Parenting teens is hard. Parenting teens in crisis is even harder, and we live in a culture that is really good at hiding. You know, we keep these struggles tucked in real tight around us, and so when something happens in our families that's tough and maybe even a little embarrassing, we feel like we're all alone. I promise you that you're not alone but you definitely need a place where you can be a part of honest conversations that give a voice to the challenges you're facing. A place that normalizes the hard that we have to walk through with our teenagers. So I'm inviting you to join us on this path towards healing, where we'll discuss topics that drive out shame and teach us how to navigate the emotions and uncertainty that come with parenting a teenager facing the juvenile court system. This twice-monthly podcast is presented by Pathways to Hope Network, and we strive to do all of that while honoring the unyielding love a mother has for her child. Well, hey, friend. I'm glad that you're here. In episode 40, The Learning Curve, we talked about the first stage of learning that we encounter when we're learning how to parent a teenager in crisis. Yep, you heard me right. We are actually learning in real time how to parent effectively. So can we just all give ourselves a little bit of a break, please? I mean, just because we've been parenting the same child for a number of years doesn't mean that we are experienced in dealing with every situation that's going to come up perfectly. In fact, anytime we're learning anything new, we go through four different stages of learning. Last episode, we discussed the first stage of learning, which was unconscious incompetence, which in a nutshell means that when we are first learning something new, such as parenting a teen who's in crisis, we don't know what we don't know. As a parent, you're bound to make mistakes. Of course you are. Nobody is perfect, right? However, becoming conscious of the fact that you don't know what you're doing right now can actually help you become a better parent. And so in this episode, we're going to explore conscious incompetence parenting, which is stage two of the learning process. And I'll give you a few tips on how to become more effective during this stage of parenting. So if unconscious incompetence means we don't know what we don't know, what is conscious incompetence parenting? Conscious incompetence parenting stage two is the process in which you are becoming aware of your parenting mistakes and you're beginning to take steps to improve them. So this means that you're finally recognizing, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. And you've opened yourself up to the idea of learning and growing as a parent. It's about being honest with yourself and your children and admitting when you've made a mistake. If stage one is we don't know what we don't know, then stage two is we know what we don't know. So I want you to think about this for a minute because this idea always gets me really excited. And I want to share with you why. When we're in stage one of our learning, it almost feels like we're victims. Everything is happening to us, right? We just have zero control. We're just 
we're kind of blindly trying things and pulling tricks out of bags and every single time uh, it's just coming up short. We're not able to make anything stick. I had a mom that I spoke with once who described it perfectly. She said, I feel like every day I'm throwing darts at a dartboard just hoping that something will stick. And again and again, they just fall to the floor. And that's kind of what it's like. Like we have no clue what the right thing to do is. And we often spend our time wondering where we went wrong and fearing what's waiting for us around the corner. So our focus is either on the past or it's on the future. And there's little that we can do about the past or the future. Our power lies within our present. So do you see the shift that's beginning to occur here? We're moving from a place of unconsciously experiencing guilt, self-doubt, worry, fear, embarrassment, and hopelessness into something really powerful. And that is awareness. Awareness around what's troubling us. Awareness around what's bringing us anxiety, what's behind the guilt that we're feeling, and what the problem areas are. Now, while you may not have figured out any solutions yet, you've gained awareness, which is the number one marker that you've reached the second stage of learning. So why is conscious incompetence parenting important in getting you where you want to go? It's simple, really. Stage two, conscious incompetence, is important because it allows you to grow and improve as a parent. It actually begins to aid you in the process. See, once you become aware of your mistakes, then you have the ability to take steps to correct them and become a better parent. It also teaches your children that it's okay to make mistakes and that learning and growing is a lifelong process. Have you ever heard the saying that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? Well, sometimes as parents, we do that. I do that. I revert to the same tactics of worrying, of nagging, of arguing, of demanding, and it never works. And yet... I continue to do those things. And that's the definition of insanity, right? We're doing the same things over and over again, and we're expecting a different result. So let's say, for example, that our reaction when we're triggered is to throw our hands up in the air, walk away, and say, you know what? Do whatever you want. I'm done. That's my favorite line. I have heard so many moms say those words. I'm done. That's it. I'm just, I'm done. And I've said it more than once myself, but you know what the truth is? Never in the history of mothering has a mother said, I'm done, and actually been done. Instead, we say it when we're stuck in an emotional rut that we can't seem to pull ourselves out of. But our child walks away thinking, ugh, finally, she's done. Now I can just do what I want. Or maybe your reaction when you're triggered is more confrontational. Maybe when you're triggered, your default reaction is to confront your child, right? So we stand in between them and the door. We try to take away something by force. We follow after them down the hallway with our voices raised, making sure they know that their behavior is unacceptable. In each scenario, something happens and we react unconsciously in the same way. They bring the stimuli and we bring the response, which 
become stimuli to them, and they respond, and then we respond, and so on and so forth. But then one day, you stop and think. I wonder if that would have escalated to the level it did if I hadn't followed him down the hall. I wonder if things would have been different if I had responded differently. Maybe there's something different I can do next time. And a beautiful new element is added to the scenario. Awareness. See, before you become conscious of the idea that you may be doing something wrong, you had to first have awareness. Awareness is a sign that you've reached stage two. I think the chances are also pretty good that if you're listening to this podcast, you have successfully made your way to stage two in the learning process. You recognize each time you tune in that there are more than a few things that you still need to figure out in order to move forward. Now that we've reached this second stage of learning, conscious incompetence, let's talk about a few tips on what you can do to help you move on to the next level. Tip number one, admit your mistakes. When you make a mistake, admit it to your team. I want you to think of this as awareness practice. See, in order to admit you've made a mistake, you must first be aware that you actually did. And admitting your mistakes has a few different benefits. Like it sounds like it's just maybe to have some humility before your child, but it's actually so much more than that. See, the first thing it does is that it teaches your child that it's okay to make mistakes, right? It shows your humanness and also, at the same time, kind of aligns you with their humanness. Second, it demonstrates the importance of taking responsibility for our actions and for being accountable. And we can't expect this from our children if we aren't able to model this ourselves. And finally, it keeps us humble, So practicing humility actually helps us extend more compassion and empathy to our kiddos. Plus, it makes us better learners and problem solvers. So tip number one, admit your mistakes. Tip number two, learn from your mistakes. Take the time. I cannot stress this enough. So often we make a mistake, we either ruminate in guilt about it before we move on, or we just brush it completely off and move on. And we miss out on the actual value of making mistakes. Take the time to reflect on your mistakes and learn from them. Did your sarcasm add fuel to a flame that was already burning in your conversation with your kid? Did your teen dig their heels in even deeper when you refused to see their viewpoint? Did they ignore your threat of consequences because you rarely follow through? See, these questions aren't meant to beat up on you. They're all common mistakes that we make during the teen years. In fact, I've probably experienced all of them within the last week. But when you find yourself in one of these scenarios, take the time to think about what you could have done differently and how you can avoid making the same mistake in the future. Which brings us to tip number three, seek help. Don't be afraid to seek help from other parents or professionals. If your child has a probation counselor that you've developed a good rapport with, 
run some of these scenarios by them and see if they have any suggestions on what you might try and do differently. You may also want to reach out to me via email to set up a time for us to do some one-on-one coaching. A lot of times I have parents who just reach out just to talk through one specific situation. They recognize that there is a problem that they just aren't able to figure out what their part is in it. Having an outside perspective helps. Nobody knows everything about parenting, and there's no shame in admitting that you need help or guidance. And finally, tip number four, practice self-care. Taking care of yourself is an important part of level two conscious incompetence parenting. Making sure you're getting enough sleep, making time daily to move your body. This can be walking or even just a five minute stretch routine a couple times a day and having time to just relax. Learning how to parent a teen in crisis is not easy and self-care is crucial to you becoming a better parent. You wouldn't drive a car across the country without first getting a tune-up. This is no different. Sit in a coffee shop with a book. Lay down outside in the sun. Give yourself a break to just feel human, to just feel normal. So to wrap this up, conscious incompetence parenting is about becoming aware of your mistakes and taking steps to improve. It's about being honest with yourself and your teen and admitting when you've made a mistake. By practicing conscious incompetence parenting, you become a more effective parent and you teach your children the importance of learning and growing. But most important, it gets you closer to the next stage in learning how to parent a teen in crisis. Stage three, which we will talk about in our next episode of our Learning Curve series. I hope this short but sweet podcast gave you a little bit more to think about, encouraged you in letting you know that, hey, even if it doesn't feel like it, you are moving forward. Keep trusting. Okay, friends. Well, that wraps it up for this week. I really hope that you found this information helpful and that it served you in some way today. In complete transparency, I want you to know that I am not in any way, shape, or form an expert in the field of parenting. No, you're not going to find any fancy initials after this name. In fact, You know, I'm just a mom like you who had to navigate some really tough experiences with my teenage kids. And in my own desperate need for hope and healing in my family and in my life, I've spent a lot of time and energy researching and referencing all the things because if there is one thing I have learned, it's that we're stronger together. Your ratings and reviews mean so much. In fact, they can make or break a podcast. So if you found this information helpful today, would you take 60 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review? It would mean so much to the mama who hasn't found us yet and to me. Oh, and don't forget to check out Pathways to Hope Network's website, 
and be sure to subscribe. Each week, we send out one to two messages that are designed to encourage and equip you as you find your path towards hope and healing. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Pathways to Hope Network is a nonprofit organization with a mission to serve families with children in the juvenile court system, and we do that by providing cost-free support, resources, and community. The link will always be in the show notes below. Remember, you were never meant to go through this alone. <laughs>